You are listening to the Bikepacking Buds podcast. Bikepacking Buds aims to connect and build a community of bikepackers throughout the UK. This podcast will share tips and stories of epic and everyday adventures. Hosted by Cher Shapotti and me, Catherine Green. Hi, hello, welcome. It's Catherine here from the Bikepacking Buds team. Each fortnight, myself or Sersha will be interviewing a different member of the bikepacking community. We want to share their amazing and diverse stories in the hopes that it will inspire future adventures. The episodes will be available on Spotify. Just search Bikepacking Buds and tune in at a time that suits you. Now on with the show. I was lucky enough to speak to a wonderful member of the bikepacking community. They have experience in bikepacking with friends. They're a ride leader for the New Forest Off-Road Club and they run a community bike workshop from their shed. Pat Ferensky is a non-binary person living in Southampton who can be found at patwirecreates and pat.shed.workshop on Instagram. During this conversation, we discuss Pat's previous experience, what events they have coming up, and the tips and tricks they'd like to share. Enjoy. Well, hi Pat. Could you get us started by introducing yourself? Hello, I'm Pat. I've been cycling most of my life. There's definitely a break uh, in between uh, like teenage years, I think, of a few years where I wasn't cycling. But yeah, I always cycled as a kid. And then the last probably about six years where I've been on a bike nonstop, pretty much. Uh, I'm an illustrator and printmaker as well and look after three cats and six chickens with my partner. <laughs> but yeah, they're... There are children. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you cycled from a young age. Was there a particular person that got you into cycling? Um, yeah, I mean, as a as a family in general, uh, obviously growing up in Poland, we, uh, uh, we lived in like a really small town. So we tended to be sort of outside most of the time. So, yeah, either spending time in the garden because our parents and like both grandparents have enlockments and things so yeah we always spend a lot of time outside summers were spent caravanning with our grandparents uh, usually uh, by the lake that's nearby uh, where we where I grew up pretty outside childhood and then yeah we definitely cycled when when we were sort of I think probably got my first proper bike when I was about eight it's like a sort of tradition I don't know if it's in all of Poland but like in our area uh, obviously growing up Catholic you go to first communion and that's where like most kids get their first proper brand new bike as a gift. You said earlier that you took a break from cycling when you were a teenager what brought you back into cycling? Yeah obviously the break wasn't like anything intention that would just sort of happened when we moved over to England I suppose and yeah just didn't have that interest maybe uh, there was no one to sort of encourage it a bit more, I suppose. And obviously didn't know where you could cycle because new area and stuff. Definitely going to uni, um, I started commuting around because I went and moved to, for uni to Southampton. So I started commuting around uh, the town on the bike. I bought secondhand and yeah, just sort of grown from there. And uh, towards the end of uni, I sort of discovered there's wood cyclery in the new forest uh, through actually through a lecturer at uni and went out for a ride for my first ride with them 
and then was just sort of hooked back on from then to rides of off-road and not just for commuting but about four years ago that that happened and would you say that was the first time you rode off-road or were you doing that a lot as a child as well yeah I suppose um when yeah I was cycling as a kid it was back then it was sort of quiet roads and sort of forest roads as well yeah it was I've never really yeah cycled uh, off-road as much as I did on that group ride and yeah that just sort of hooked me onto cycling in a new forest just sort of realizing how much how much um, there is to cycle around here because obviously I've lived here in Southampton now for about 10 years yeah when I was at uni I've been to the new forest but I never thought oh there could be loads of places to cycle around so yeah it was really nice discovering that with like loads of people oh brilliant so I want to talk a little bit about um as you mentioned you received a bike and in your area of where you grew up in Poland that was quite common so would you say Poland has quite a good cycling culture is it comparable to the UK um yeah I think so it's it's definitely a thing that as a kid you always want a bike to ride in terms of yeah that that being sort of part of your childhood and stuff it's definitely a thing and I know that I haven't lived in Poland obviously for 16 years but I know that there is uh, especially in like bigger cities and sort of all, all around the country as well there's really good cycling infrastructure um I think in the last couple of years they've just opened uh, like a whole cycle way from the very sort of north to the south of Poland along the eastern border and there is yeah there is a cycling is definitely part of culture in Poland as well. Have you cycled in Poland as an adult would you want to do any bike packing trips there? Yeah it's definitely a, a thing I want to do go back there and cycle around obviously discover more than I did as a as a teenager when I still lived there. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely a goal to go back there at some point and and yeah, cycle around because it's a huge country and yeah, there is loads of big forests and lakes here and then and you've got mountains in the south. So yeah, lo- yeah. loads to explore and yeah, there definitely loads to ride off road. Um, oh, so it'd be really nice to go back there at some point. You spoke about the wood cyclery in the new forest and. I guess this relationship you maybe built with the forest over five, six years, would you say? Yeah, it'll be over the last sort of, yeah, four or five years, yeah, that yeah. I've been cycling around there. So, yeah, pretty much still get lost every now and then because <laughs> each corner looks the same, but yeah, I can get around there oh, really nice. easily. And yeah, it's just, it's just such a nice place to, like, it's an easy place to get introduced to cycling off road if, if you haven't done it before is relatively flat the gravel tracks or forest tracks are really well maintained it's a it's a great place to to explore and learn to ride off-road it's one of my favorite places in in England to ride I like that it's easily accessible there's lots of free car parks so if you are traveling from quite far away yeah that's great there's there's yeah, a few train stations, so easy to get by train as well. So. Lots of campsites if you're, if you, you know, you're new to camping and you don't want to wild camp yet. I should say you can't wild camp in the new yeah. forest. No wild camping in the forest. No one. No. Does that. No, no one does that. <laughs> what does the new forest of road club mean to you, and how are you involved with it? 
I actually met Nick for the first time at Brother in the Wild a couple of years ago, so just before the club started. And she was sort of mentioning starting something and been on the rides with them uh, almost from the beginning. They just created such a good space to yeah welcome everyone in into environment where you're not judged on what you're wearing how fast you can cycle how far and yeah it's just a really nice friendly space where it's all about the fun of being outside and cycling as well as eating loads of snacks because that's what all about less about the speed and more about just having fun on the bike yeah so to clarify for anyone listening who hasn't heard of the new forest off road club it's a cycling club led by women and non-binary people it's an inclusive club it's a yeah it's a force to be reckoned with I think what does it being um, women and non-binary led to you is that important to you is that something you were looking for or did you, you just fall into this space I don't think well it wasn't something that uh, I was looking for I guess I didn't really know that that sort of space needed to exist but it, it's yeah it's great that it does exist because it just make the cycling so sort of the, the the rides are just not about getting as many miles behind you as possible with just just enjoying your time out meeting new people and just being in a friendly non-judgmental environment where people not sort of don't judge about what bike you you've got or anything like that I suppose everything is so male oriented in in the sports and in leisure as well not as much all the sports are sort of dominated popular things that what men do so it's nice that that space exists for everyone who doesn't feel comfortable joining rides with jet with where there's sort of 90% male participants where it can be a bit more intimidating pretty sweet sweet group to be involved with where did your bike packing journey begin can you remember the first time you went bike packing what was it like um, so yeah that's uh, that's much more recent than sort of cycling altogether obviously I've done camping here and there not on the bike but yeah the bike packing is a very recent thing the first time I went out August 2020 uh, I was off the bike actually for about three months because I damaged something in my like knee ligaments so went out and did some of the South Downs way over two days so that was like my first outing sort of sleeping outside with the bike and all the gear on the bike and yeah it was just fantastic just loved the freedom and following a route that was already there but still um, exploring uh, loads of new places and so yeah just just love that whole aspect of it of creating a route or um, and then just planning where you're going to stop where you're going to sleep that sort of thing and then and then getting out doing it is yeah it's just the freedom it gives you uh, just being on on your own so because yeah because that was the, the first one I did and it was on my own speaking to people on the trail because South Downs Way is very popular with hikers as well as mountain bikers so yeah it was just a really nice way to spend a couple of days yeah that's great so that was your first kind of that was your intro into bikepacking um yeah. what is what was the most recent bikepacking adventure you, you've been on so did a couple one in December and one in January 
probably two of the coldest months. <laughs> yeah. uh, December, there was a few of us who went out in the Purbex, did some cycling through the Wareham Forest and then down to the Purbex. And the, it's like an old quarry. I can't remember. Winspit? Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Uh, yeah, stopped a couple of pubs on the way. If you haven't cycled in the Perbex, it's quite hilly. Yeah. Some <laughs> really punchy climbs, but the views are absolutely incredible. And then the one in January, we had like a little trip in the forest. Quite a big group of us. That's how bike packing buds started, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, that was the first one. So, yeah, I joined that one. Um, I think there was about 30 of us, wasn't it? Yeah, I think bikepacking buds was just an idea then. Saoirse obviously planned it with Meredith, who's Meredith a new forest. another right leader, yeah. Yeah, for the new forest off club. So, yeah, that was the that was in its infancy. Now we're running a few yeah. more bikepacking trips so <laughs> and it's going well but yeah I'm so glad you were, you were able to do that one in yeah January. so that was that was a really fun ride around the new forest and then a very cold camp <laughs> yeah it was cold yeah I've very never cold. camped in January before so no was, I don't think I have ever in my life so yeah it was a, it was a new experience but definitely get some a warmer sleeping bag next time <laughs> yeah yeah definitely what have you got coming up for the future? Is you know the more bikepacking trips? Are there events? What's going on for your uh, summer? Yeah, so next event is Brother in the Wild in the Perbex. Been there the last couple of years, and it's yeah, just a really nice event. Camping out in the Perbex and then doing some rides to the beach, pub stops, ice cream. So that's the next one. Yeah, I don't know whether that's classed as sort of bikepacking, but yeah, everything else is sort of uh, not planned, but there is ideas in, on the horizon of uh, me and my partner, Hannah, want to do the South Downs Way together at some point. We'll do that probably over sort of three days, so maybe camp out one night and then get uh, some sort of Airbnb or something another night. I'm doing a race later in September. It's sort of my first long-distance race. There might be a group of us doing the route of this race over like a week to sort of have a chilled time out on that route uh, before racing on it uh, later in September. So that might happen. King Alfred's Way, um, I've done some sections of it, so mm. I want to do that at some point this year. Uh, but yeah, nothing really solid apart from the Feather East race, which is in September. So, so I've got to try and get in as much riding before that as possible to get used to being on the saddle all day sort of thing. But I feel those who are listening might find some tips and advice interesting. So someone who's maybe been bikepacking a couple of times and they want to try things that are more difficult like events or they want to try longer rides do you have any tips or tricks to help um yeah so the main thing is take always take more food than you think you need okay (laughs) double that double up on that yeah because that's that's what's going to keep you going you you need to keep keep your body fueled to if you want to do longer rides harder rides you just need to keep eating and obviously drinking water is is also important uh but i feel like yeah food food is food and water is 
you're constantly doing a physical thing over and over so your body needs that fuel constantly as well um so yeah stop for snacks if you can eat if you can have a little bag on on your handlebars with just like nuts and raisins or something just keep keep snacking away at the little bits and then have the have stops to eat like a bigger whether your sandwich or uh, a roll or whatever you've got have the food food is really important yeah that was my one of my biggest learning curves for covering more distance I'm the kind of rider that needs to constantly be eating do you have any others anything else um you'd like to add I mean yeah so I usually go for some jelly sweets and like nuts or dates or something like that there is a good recipe on bikepacking.com for just making your own sort of energy balls. Um, so you just oh, mix cool. uh, dates, peanut butter, some nuts. Um, obviously, those who can't have nuts, don't put nuts in them. <laughs> um, first, like, uh, I think it was first 100 kilometres I did around the forest. And I definitely didn't have enough food with me right on the way back into sort of Southampton from the forest. Uh, there was a shop that I stopped at, had like, I think two bananas, a whole packet of biscuits just to get back <laughs> home because, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, didn't plan well enough um, for the first long ride. So I know better now. <laughs> Do you have any other tips or tricks you'd like to add? I, I would say for your first time out, don't go too far away uh, so find find somewhere nearby where you can sort of cycle out and then find a good spot to camp or even yeah even cycle up to a, like a local campsite somewhere not too far away camp out there if you don't want to sort of if you haven't done any sort of wild camping before or yeah or do like a well-known route like the South Downs Way or King Alfred's Way and there's others up north that I don't know the names of but yeah, just, just do something local and familiar that you can always sort of, if you don't feel comfortable staying the night, you can always sort of cycle back because you're not too far away. Just before we go, I wanted to ask about your workshop. So, yeah, I've been, since since I've been riding sort of bikes again in the last few years, I've always sort of worked on them myself uh, just by taking things apart sort of watching YouTube tutorials. I'm a sort of a very self-sustaining person in that way where I want to learn things that I'm into. And yeah, that's so I've, I've just over time have learned how to uh, work on bikes, how to service them. So yeah, it's uh, the workshop sort of started out, just got donated a shed so I could actually put all the tools in there and uh, decided to sort of open it up uh, not that it's been open often uh, not, uh, recently because of all the COVID and things like that. Um, but yeah, we've uh, had a few sort of open days where people came over, did a little, little bits uh, on their bikes, a uh, bit of fixing, a bit of changing tyres, things like that. So yeah, it's just something that I wanted to open to the community who, rather than sort of taking bikes to their bike shop where uh, maybe they're not confident to or don't have the money to anything like that uh, I can sort of help them uh, learn how to show them how to fix their bikes or show them how to work on them and do simple mechanical things 
yes, I just wanted something to be open to the community where the, there is no pressure of of payment and things like that. Yeah, that's what that's why I started it. That's great. No, honestly, I've I've been to your workshop before. Um, I had never taken my headset out of my bike. I thought it'd be yeah. I was really worried about it. Not worried per se, but I was. I have no idea how I'm going to do this at home by myself. And I think I was there for about five minutes, and it was already done. And I was like, oh wow, like <laughs> it was that simple. I'm like you. A lot of things I learn from from YouTube, and I give it a go myself but I think it's really valuable to have something like your workshop open in Southampton you know helping people if, if they want to be part of your community I guess yeah yeah great so is there anything else you want to add before we leave yeah planning on definitely having some more uh, sort of open days at the at the workshop so I'll post that out follow uh, on Instagram at Pat's Shed Workshop yeah I'll put some dates out where where you can come over if you want to learn anything how to look after your bike uh, or just want someone to hang out where someone is working on bikes and yeah fancy sitting in the garden Um, yeah uh, yeah, come out uh, if you've never been out into the new forest take a trip down and join one of our new forest off-road rides we post them sort of monthly there's a few rides a month um yeah, just get in touch and come out on the ride with us if you haven't or you wanted to explore the forest with some nice people. Thank you so much for your time, Pat. Honestly, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's nice to chat. And yeah, I've never done a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Um, neither have I. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to listen back to this or not. <laughs> I've got to. I've got to listen back to this. I'm yeah. the one editing it. So, well, you have yeah. to try things. So, You've got yeah, to. it's been really fun to do this. Great. Um, and like you said, if you want to come back and talk about other things you find important in the cycling community, that you're more than welcome. Yeah, well, probably oh, okay. in the future, something. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank Take you so care, much. Pat. You're welcome. Thank you.